Welcome to The Bean Pod. This is your place for all things stocks and crypto. From beginner tips to expert picks, use this as fuel for your investing journey. Because when you're in the know, your money will grow. All views expressed by speakers on The Bean Pod are solely their opinions. You should not treat any opinion expressed on The Bean Pod as a specific inducement to make a particular investment or follow a specific strategy, but only as an expression of their opinion. This podcast is for informational purposes only. Welcome to The Bean Pod. This is Shane, aka The Jolly Green Investor. And this is Josh, The Nifty Investor. Today, we're going to be doing a podcast about the beginners in crypto. So when moon? We're going to be addressing the top three questions that we get in all of our video comments and are always asked in our Discord. What are those three questions, Josh? When do I buy? How do I buy? And the last one? When moon? When moon. <laughs> Where do I buy? Yeah. What to buy, how to buy, and when to buy. That's right. So it's, it's, it's basically an intro. If you're new to crypto, if you don't know what you're doing, but you want to get involved, these three questions should outline how to get involved in the world of crypto, maybe some projects, what websites you need to sign up for, what apps you need to get. And basically, if you ever see a video that we make about a project or forever talking about a cool new project, these three questions, once you know the answers to them, you'll be able to find every single project we've ever mentioned. And even if you have been in crypto for a little bit, it's still going to be a good refresher, still going to spark some ideas and maybe bring you back to some core fundamentals as well. Absolutely. All right. So where do we start? Maybe... What, what do I buy? I feel like that's, it's always, what do I buy? What do I buy? Well, whatever the influencers tell me to buy is what I'm buying. Yeah, whatever I see a video on, on TikTok or Instagram, just buy that. Yeah. Um, that's no, don't do that. That's a tough question. Like, typically we're looking for something with utility, right? I mean, you can, you can look for projects that are, have zero utility and it's just something that's going to, you think is going to shoot up a thousand X, or you can look for projects that are solving real world problems. So where do you find those? I mean, I like to use a number of different resources. You know, I hop onto Twitter and I see what people are talking about. I hop onto CoinMarketCap. I use TikTok. I use Instagram. I use so many different resources. And then what I do from there is I hop onto the, comp- the company and the project's website. And then I like to see, do they have a docs team? Meaning... Do they have a transparent team? Are they people that I can go to, the, to their LinkedIn and see maybe where they've worked in the past? Are they an IT specialist, an engineer? You know, are, do, they, do they have a gaming background if they're doing a play-to-earn game? So I find that you know if you can at least just find the symbol, find the company, then go to their website and have a look. What's going on from there? Yeah, for sure. We always preach in the Beanstalk Discord do your own research on projects, and that is the answer of what projects should I buy. If you happen to love video games, check out the blockchain gaming companies we talk about. Go to the websites, read the white papers. What What is a white paper? Basically, a white paper is a roadmap of where the company is looking to head. You know, where are they going to be in quarter one of 2022? It's like a business plan. Exactly. And they're laying it all out there. Yeah. You know, Some we, of them can be long yep. and monotonous, yep. but you know, you don't have to read every single word. Just maybe skim it. Some of them have the light papers, which are easier to read for non-crypto technical analysts. Um, but yeah, just get on the company's website. Look at the team, like Josh said, read about what they've got going on, read about their experience, read about the roadmap, make sure that the team is transparent, check out their Twitter profiles, just do your own research on the project. And that is answering the question, what does this project do? Do I like it? Should I buy it? 
You have to do your own research. And if you can understand it, you'll be more comfortable holding on to it. You know, if you know that it's a metaverse play and you can kind of visualize in your head what the metaverse is going to be, then you might be a little bit more comfortable. Okay, okay, these guys are going to be building um, the framework for a metaverse game. That makes sense to me because I now understand what the metaverse is. I've read through their white paper. I have a little bit of an understanding now and you see that this metaverse thing is going to be coming down the road. So you, you if you're if you understand what you're investing in, you'll be more comfortable holding For it. For sure. And then so on the same topic of what what should I buy? We always see a lot of questions um, how many how many uh, projects should I have in my portfolio? Should I be buying large caps, mid caps or small caps because we always talk about the difference between those. And while there's no easy answer to that, um, it all depends on your goals as an investor. You know, are you investing to create a little bit of side cash so you can buy some things? Or are you already wealthy and you're looking to preserve your wealth but grow it in a lower risk environment, you know? So in general, the large cap established projects like Bitcoin, Ethereum, Solana, you know, BNB, those are going to offer you the least amount of return because they've already gone up so much and their market caps are already in the billions. They're the least risky, but they can still offer excellent returns. So, you know, if someone comes in with $10 million and says, I want to put it into crypto, I'm not going to tell them to put it into small caps. That's where, you know, you should be diversifying your portfolio with a few large caps. But then if you see people that are coming in new to the game with 500 bucks, you know, maybe if your risk tolerance is there, that's when you should be throwing some into a smaller cap gem, like a Doge Dash, right? And a small cap. So anybody who's listening, because this is, you know, maybe for some beginners in the crypto space, how are we defining a small cap, a mid cap and a large cap? We're referring to the market cap, which is the overall valuation of the company, right? Right. So a small cap, I believe we're looking at something under a billion. Yeah, I mean, that's a pretty, that's so pretty, pretty under framework. a billion valuation. Yeah. So something with a 500 mil, 25 mil, and you get to really ultra low micro caps, yeah. something like the under $50 million valuation. Right. And so then your mid caps will be from your like 1 billion to 5 billion or whatever. 5 billion like that, or so, yeah. right? So. Yeah. So, and then, you know, the smaller you go on that scale to small caps and micro caps, the more upside there is but the more volatile and risk there is involved with that investment. So a lot of the ones that we're making videos about that are brand new and haven't launched yet or we're posting about in the Discord, they're small cap gems because they might only have a valuation of 100 million, but we might see potential for that to reach a billion, so 10x. You know, for Bitcoin to 10x, that's going to take a very long time, but these small caps could 10x in a week, yeah. right? Yeah. So it all depends on your risk tolerance as an investor what you want to get out of your investment account and what you can what you can afford to lose, right? If you're putting $1,000 in and that's 1% of your income, you can afford to lose it. So if that was me, I would get a little riskier and I would be looking towards small mid caps because I want to put that 10,000 $1,000 and make it $10,000. But if you're putting in $10,000 and that's 33% of your annual income, well, then I wouldn't be going after those risky things because you can't afford to lose that. I would be putting it into Bitcoin and Ethereum. Like, you know, that kind of framework to gauge your risk tolerance. And in that, you make the decisions on which projects you want to invest in. That's right. Like you need to look at your income. You know, what sort of expenses do you have? How old are you? You know, when I started, when I started investing and, you know, I know I'm in my early 20s, I know I have so many years of work left ahead of me. I'm willing to take a risk and throw a little bit more in versus I can see myself if I'm painting a picture for myself in the future 
if I'm 60, 65, 70, I'm not going to throw 50 grand into one of these small caps, you know, but I might be more inclined to do that now, knowing that I have another 40 years or so left of work ahead of me. If that I makes do sense. love throwing 50 grand into a small cap. I'll tell you what. <laughs> There's nothing I love more than throwing 50 grand into a micro cap altcoin. <laughs> That's where the life-changing gains are made. And another question we get a lot is how many people ask us all the time, how many projects do you own? How big is your portfolio? Again, there's no cookie cutter response for that. It comes down to how much money you have in there and what you want to get from it. So I would say I don't like to over diversify. You know, if you only have a thousand bucks, two thousand dollars, and there's no reason to own more than five, maybe ten projects. You know, if you're throwing a six-figure, seven-figure account, then it makes sense to have, you know, 30, 40 projects in your portfolio. But I see, you know, a lot of people saying, oh, I've got $500,000, $2,000 in there, and here's the 15 projects I own. I got $200 in each of them. At that point, I just don't think it's worth it. One, because it's hard to keep track of a portfolio with 20 projects mm-hmm. in there. There's always news coming out. When do I buy? When do I sell? But when you only have two, 300 bucks in each project, I just don't think it's worth it. Because first of all, there's gas fees involved in transactions that you're going to be losing money on. You might as well just pick five solid ones and follow every little piece of news that comes out with those. I think that's just a much better strategy to have a small group of your your gem coins than over diversifying unless you have, you know, a lot of money on the line. Yeah, it's almost like doing a, a ton of research, maybe hopping into the Beanstalk Discord because we do all that work for you yeah. because we know that this is literally Excellent. what... <laughs> This is literally what we do. We spend time researching projects, speaking to different people in the industry. We know that people are at home. They're commuting to work. They're looking after their kids. We know that they can't do those things for them. So we do all this hard work for you and go into post these ideas in the Beanstalk Discord for you to look at further. So let's say you only have $500 to invest. Maybe pick one or two of these projects and we have had several that have done a 5, 10, 15x. If you can do a 10x on a $500 investment, you're now with 5,000. You can now diversify and maybe put 1,000 into each into five different projects. So Absolutely. I think that's the way I, I would approach it personally. Love it. And there's so many different projects. And I think that's kind of a good framework of what to buy and how you should create your portfolio. The next question we always get, and it always comes after this one, after we've talked about a project, how do I buy it? How do I buy that project? And I know there's a, there's, there's a ton going on in crypto. There's thousands of projects. And because it's an early stage industry, buying these things, and I've shown a few of my friends, and their just minds are just blown <laughs> about some of the steps you have. It is complicated, right? Yeah. It's not just go Google coin, buy coin. No. You know, there are hoops you have to you jump through, but in our opinion, it is 100% worth it. So what would, you, what would you tell a beginner? What are, what are the, some of the websites, platforms, apps that a beginner should download or sign up to to get started? So pretty much you need to get your fiat, your money, your actual money that everybody knows about, their US dollar or their Canadian dollar. You need to somehow get it into this crypto world. So as a Canadian, you can use something like BitBuy or yep. Newton. Yep. You know, one of these, you can literally... Transfer, use your Visa card connected to your bank and transfer it into, you now have it in your wallet and you yep. can have any one of the 30 different currencies that exist. And in the US, I think it would be Coinbase, yep. um, maybe Gemini. The FTX, FTX, Crypto.com. Right? So you need to have that in order to get your money 
into the crypto world. Yeah. So now you've linked your bank account to the crypto crypto exchanges. Yeah. From there, there's most projects that you're going to hear about are either going to be Binance based on the Binance smart chain, or they're going to be Ethereum based on the Ethereum network. So in order to get those projects, you need to now obtain Binance, BNB, or ETH, ETH. Oakley dokley. So you're going to need two other apps, three other, you're going to need three other, you're going to need to get Binance coin by using Binance. So you're going to need the Binance exchange. Yep. If you can't, if you do not have access to Binance, you're going to need KuCoin and then that will allow you to obtain BNB for those who are right. unable to. BNB is on KuCoin? Yeah, you can, I was looking it up earlier today. There's a way, because not everybody has, I know people in Ontario can't do it. New York, there's some areas. Binance now, yeah. Yeah, they can't use Binance. So if you're listening to this podcast and you don't have access to Binance, then you need to use KuCoin. So you're going to need the major exchange to get, get your money onto it. Then you're going to transfer it to get your BNB on the Binance exchange. You can purchase both BNB and you can purchase Ethereum, right? Then you're going to need a MetaMask, which you can, or a trust wallet. MetaMask or trust wallet. So yeah. those are both decentralized wallets that hook up to the exchanges, right? That's right. So you take your BNB that you've gotten off Binance or KuCoin, you transfer it. You're going to find your wallet address for BNB or smart chain on your trust wallet or MetaMask and you copy it and you paste it into the withdrawal section of your Binance, your KuCoin, and you send that crypto using the wallet address, make sure you have the right wallet address because that is no reversals in crypto. You send your BNB or Ethereum from Binance or KuCoin to your new app. It's a mobile app, MetaMask or Trust Wallet. That's right. And then from there, you can access the exchanges, you know, from some of the small, if you're looking for some of these smaller caps, you can access a pancake swap within your browser, within your wallet, and then you can make your exchanges using the BNB, or you'll access Uniswap for the Ethereum exchanges, and you can swap using Ethereum to get the Ethereum-based projects that we discussed. Right. So basically, what he's saying when you're going to connect it is you can go to Uniswap, or you can Google pancake swap on your browser. You go to the exchange section of that website and then there'll be a button in the top right that says connect. You click connect and then it will choose, it will allow you to choose which app you want to connect. So whether using MetaMask or Trust Wallet, it doesn't matter. They both work. You select Wallet Connect and then you press MetaMask or Trust Wallet. It will then direct you to that app where you just have to click connect and submit or approve or something like that. And then boom, your decentralized wallet, MetaMask or Trust Wallet is now connected to PancakeSwap or to Uniswap. And that will then allow you to find all of the tokens or most of the tokens or projects that Josh and I talk about all the time. And the word, ex- and think about when you hear the word exchange or you hear the word swap, remember you're just swapping something for something else or you're exchanging one thing for another thing. So that's why it has the word pancake swap or Uniswap yep. or Binance exchange. Right. And so another question that I get a lot once we've, Basically, we, we deal with these questions a lot and we try to help people out as much as we can. But when you get to that step, you know, you've got your BNB or your Ethereum, you've put it into your MetaMask, your Trust Wallet. Now you're on PancakeSwap or Uniswap and you're going to search the name of a project that Josh and I posted in the Discord and it's not on Uniswap or PancakeSwap. What do you do then? Well, you need to, you need to go into CoinMarketCap and you can... So everything that we do <clears throat> or every crypto person is doing is they're copying and pasting 
contract addresses. Addresses. So when you take your money from your Newton or your Coinbase account, that is your wallet, and you're copying and pasting whatever currency you're sending to another one to another wallet. And the, every single time you transfer something, you're you're copying a contract. So the same thing occurs for these tokens and these coins. They have contract addresses as well. So if you want to find it, one of the apps that I use is the Coin Market Cap app, or you can access it on your browser on your computer, and you just type in CoinMarketCap.com. There's a you can type in. There's a little search bar. You can type in the name of the token or the the project that you heard about, whether it's Rewards Bunny or Doge Dash or whatever it is. Type it in, and it will come up and at the top of the screen, there'll be something called market. Click that market tab and underneath the market tab will list all the different exchanges where you can potentially find this project. So this will tell you if you don't know, you know, we said earlier, some projects are on the Binance smart chain. Some projects are on the Ethereum network. When you go and look up a project on CoinMarketCap and scroll down and go to this market section, it will tell you. Some projects are on the Binance Smart Chain and it will have a little icon. It will say Binance Smart Chain. Some projects on Ethereum, it will have the Ethereum icon. Some projects are on both. So you have your choice of which network. In that case, I would always recommend Binance Smart Chain because it has lower gas fees or transaction fees. So if you're on the, the browser, that's how you find it. On the app, you just scroll down past the chart. You'll see the contract addresses. Yeah. You copy the contract address from CoinMarketCap. Go back to Uniswap or PancakeSwap. You're in the exchange area of that website and you paste it into the second bar because you're going to be trading your Ethereum or your BNB from the first bar. The one under that is where you paste that contract address into and the project that you were looking at on CoinMarketCap will then appear on that exchange. Yeah. And then within your wallet, you can use that exact same contract address that you just found and you can import that token into your wallet. And then... That's right. When you want to take money out, you reverse every single step pretty much all the way back to your bank account. Yeah, reverse the steps to take the money out. And, and what, what is also important to note as we talk about the different blockchains is you will always need a little bit of BNB or a, li- or a lot of Ethereum to facilitate transactions. It's what's called transaction fees. So if I want to swap uh, USDT for Ethereum on the Ethereum blockchain, I'm going to need some Ethereum in my MetaMask or Trust Wallet because you, it, it costs money to make a trade. So Ethereum gas fees are super high. You might have to spend 20 to 50 to sometimes over $100 to make one trade. That's why we always recommend if you have the choice, the Binance Smart Chain is much cheaper. It's like 50 cents, right? And it's instant. Yeah, and then sometimes, you know, depending on if you've read the white papers or not or the light paper, you need there will be a slippage fee for some of these pancake swaps. You'll have to adjust in your settings. You may have to move it. If, if the transaction is not going through... It might be because you have the slippage set at 6%, but it needs to be at 12%. That's just allowing for uh, the transaction to go through. For the, It needs to have enough liquidity, and there might be vol- too much volume or, or whatnot going through at the exact same time. So... There's a little that's so when you're on when you're on pancake swap to find the slippage fee, it's a little the little settings tab on the exchange page, you press it and you'll see a little place where it says slippage and then you just input 10 or 12 or 15%, whatever it needs to be to make that transaction yeah. go through. So if you're ever getting an error, that could be one of the main reasons why. It's because your slippage setting needs to be adjusted, usually increased. 
So I know that I know that sounds all that is a lot of steps and I know it sounds like a mouthful and how am I ever going to figure this out but I promise you you do it a couple of times and it's like it's like clockwork yeah. like you do it a couple of times and it's a second nature you'll be swapping BNB for Ethereum on the on the Binance smart chain in and out of your trust wallet without any fail you just it's something you just have to do for yourself um, re-listen to the podcast again. We tried to lay it out. If you have any questions, you can always come in the Discord, ask us if we're around. We will help you out. We have so many cool people in our Discord that will also help you out as well. So there's yeah. there's just, there's a lot of resources out there, but I know it seems overwhelming, but I know I know you can do it. But once you yeah, once you realize that all you're doing is copying and paste, pasting contract addresses from one to the next, and an exchange is something where you, you're swapping for something else, it can start to make sense to you. And then all you have to do is do it over and over and over. And eventually it just becomes second nature. <laughs> and <laughs> and it is a lot easier now than when I first got into these into Bitcoin and oh, Ethereum yeah. and all. There was nothing online. You know, you have to go rent you have to use an app to go find some Bitcoin ATM somewhere. And it wasn't easy. But here we are and there's so many useful pieces of information on the internet for you to find these things. And Coin Market Cap app, the Coin Market Cap app is great for finding yep. contract addresses and where to swap these tokens. Yeah, absolutely. Hot, big fan of coin market cap. Okay, I think that's a good um, rundown of the first two questions. The next question, which we always get, and it's a fair question when we talk about a project, is now a good time to buy? When do I buy? When do I sell? Now, this question is, there's no straight answer to this one. This is not a step-by-step one, like how, like how do I get it and what do I get? This one is more based off of what we talked about earlier. So the question is, when do I buy? There's no answer, but it's based on your research that you've done. So if you genuinely like a project, wait for the project. Don't chase the project on the way up. If you love the project and it just went up 500%, maybe wait for a dip. You know, it's, it's easier said than done, but buy low and sell high. But when, you, when you're asking the question, when should I buy? In general... Buy on red days. Wait for the project to dip because you're then, you know, if, you, if you've done your research and you've looked at the team and you've read the white paper and you love the project, the, the pro- it will dip. There will be a day where it goes down. The whole market will go down. Bitcoin will drag the market down. Altcoins will go down 15, 20%. If you love the project and you're waiting to get in, a nice 15, 20% red day, that is an opportunity that I would take to get into a project that I like, right? Right, yeah, definitely. Or if a project is doing well and there is momentum because- there are some projects that are up. You know, somebody goes, oh, it's mooned. It's already up 400%. Yeah, but look at how many projects are up 20,000%. Right. Has it really mooned yet? Or is it just starting to pick up momentum? So follow the momentum. So you could just, let's say you have, we will go back to the scenario earlier where maybe you have a $500 or $1,000 to invest. Put $100 in at that moment. And then, you know, Watch it for a bit. See what it's doing. Maybe it comes back down and you can enter again with another $100. Now your dollar cost averaging, you're bringing your average purchase price lower if it drops from the time that you bought it versus sinking $500 in at once and then it drops 20% and now you're down 100 bucks. Yeah, big time. Dollar cost average in, dollar cost average out. Don't go all in on any trade. Um, you know, but it's all about having conviction on your investments. And that's something we preach all the time in on the show, in the discord. If you're confident in your investment and you've done the research, then consistently adding on dips is going to be a good strategy. Anytime, yeah. you know, even, even some of the projects that I have in my portfolio that are some of my big holdings, 
if I see a day where they're down 50% and I have some spare cash, I'm just going to keep buying them because even though I already have a ton, I know where this project is heading. I know it's a gem. I see it on discount. Boom. I'll add some to my portfolio without hesitation because I've done the research. And when you have conviction, if you see months of red or months of consolidation, meaning the price hasn't really moved much over, over, let's say, two or three months. Like, for example, IOS, you know, a big project that we're both really big on. It's a content delivery. uh, It's a decentralized, like, YouTube version or set. Decentralized streaming platform. Right? So having conviction in that for the last several months, and now it's up 400%, it's like... When you know, you know. Yeah. And if you can look at competitors maybe in the space and you see that somebody else is doing something very similar and their market cap is 15, 20 times higher, mm. you can have conviction this that this project with a good team can get make some can get into the market share a bit. Absolutely. I think comparing market caps in similar sectors. So if you find a metaverse project that is doing the exact same thing as Decentraland and has a great team with proven experience, but their market cap is only one-tenth, then that's a project that maybe you want to look at. Or if it's a new blockchain game that has a massive following on Twitter, everyone's super hyped about it, but it's only one 5% of the market cap of Axie Infinity, well, maybe that's when you want to look at. So it's always good to compare market caps for making those buying decisions. One, one um, time where I would caution is the wrong time to buy is right after you've seen someone on TikTok make a video about a, about a project, you don't do any research and you just buy it. You need to do your research. I see that all the time. People, you know, our videos are 30, 60 seconds, but people aren't even watching them. They, they, they see the name in the comments or whatever and people are buying them. And then we get comments saying, oh, you know, you told me to, uh, you told me to buy this and it went down. Well, first of all, we didn't tell you to buy anything. Second of all, any influencer, any news article, anything that you read, you need to do your own research before you buy it because people are making videos about products all day. That doesn't mean they're investing in them. People are writing articles about projects every day. That doesn't mean they're good or they're going to go up. You just have to take everything with a grain of salt and do your own research on any project. And then that way you're going to make much smarter and informed decisions and have confidence in your investments. Yeah, because there are videos that we do where the where the price goes up substantially yeah. after we've posted it. And that's because... It could be because of how many eyes are seeing it and people are doing what you just mentioned where they're buying and the volume is increasing it. But at the same time, do your research, educate yourself, use the platforms, use us as tools to identify new projects. And then when you have the conviction, then you can enter dollar cost average in and dollar cost average out. Yeah, for sure. I mean, we're bringing... We, we try to find the best projects and talk about them on this show, on our TikToks, Instagrams, in the Discord all the time. We're trying to unearth the best small cap, mid cap, large cap crypto projects in the whole industry. And we do our research, we talk about them, we create discussions about them in the Discord. But at the end of the day, it all comes down to you. You need to do your own research on the projects, how to buy them, which blockchain, what apps you need, what are the team, read the white paper, what industry are they in, once you become a master of all those domains, the three questions that we just covered in this podcast, then you can really take your own decisions into your own hands using us as resources. And that's how you're going to build, you know, a solid investment thesis. Yeah. And one thing I want to point out too is I don't want to see anybody lose money. So I know when you're setting up these wallets and these uh, on these exchanges and your MetaMask and all this, stuff, there's a 12 word seed phrase that you need to remember. I know you're in a hurry and you want to you want to get your everything set up, 
don't lose that seed phrase. Mm. You know, make sure you have it in a safe spot. Don't just take a picture of it. There's been a lot of scams lately where people are stealing information. So if you're on a public Wi-Fi, for example, and you're going through your MetaMask, that public Wi-Fi could be collecting your information. And then next thing you know, you're going to be going to your MetaMask wallet or your trust wallet and your money's going to be gone. So make sure you remember your 12 seed phrase because I know you're excited and you're setting up your wallet. And also be cautious of the networks that you're on. You don't want to lose your, 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 your coins. Yep. Great advice. The, the seed phrase when you're setting up your trust, trust wallet or MetaMask is super important. Write it down in, I, I know, on paper, like not in the digital world. I write mine down. I hide them in places and write them down multiple times. I'd also caution against screenshotting them and keeping them on your phone. Yeah. Bad idea. Yeah. Bad idea. Do not do that because if your phone ever gets lost, they have access to your entire wallet there. So it's just it's a good safety tip that, that we should definitely mention. Yeah, I just don't want to see anybody because I just got a, a few of my friends set up and I... I the last thing I'd ever want to do is know that they were on some public Wi-Fi or lost their seed phrase and it's just, it would just break, break me, man. Awesome. Well, I think that's some pretty good tips. You know, I know it's a, it's a mouthful and there's a lot of steps it in is, there, but, yeah. but rewatch, the, rewatch the show, listen to the podcast again. If you have any questions, join the Discord. We're always happy to help you out. I think that pretty much wraps us up for the day. Awesome. Appreciate you all. Make sure you tune into the next one. It's going to be a bloody banger. Cheers.